Hey guys, welcome to the Waxing Table Podcast. We are your hosts, Kennedy and Michaela. We are two passionate estheticians who love to share what we do. In this podcast, we talk all things body waxing, share business tips, and talk candidly about the beauty industry. Join our honest and authentic conversation. Welcome back, you guys. What's up? What is up, you guys? Today, we have a special guest. Yes, today <laughs> we have a guest. We're so excited. Today we're tackling mental health and self-care and the importance of it. Mm-hmm. And we want to introduce to you Heather from Yellow Moon Aesthetics. Welcome, 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 Heather. How are you? Hey, y'all. I'm doing great. How are y'all doing? We are good. We're so good. We're excited to have you, girl. I'm excited excited. to be here. Yes. So for those who don't know you, um, tell us a little bit about you. Where are you from? Um, How did you get started into aesthetics and a little bit about like your journey? Okay. So again, my name is Heather. Uh, You may know me on Instagram as the Yellow Moon Esthetician. Um, I'm originally from a small town called Orangeburg, South Carolina, um, home of South Carolina State and Claflin University. Shout out to the Bulldogs and the Panthers. Um, But I currently reside in Columbia, South Carolina, which is where I do most of my work. Um, I started my journey in... December of 2012, enrolling at Kenneth Schuller School of Cosmetology. Funny stories that I'm actually a licensed cosmetologist because back in 2011, 2012, aesthetics wasn't really a big thing in South Carolina. And, you know, most people were telling you, you know, hey, just go ahead and go to cosmetology school. You'll be able to do all three hair, skin and nails. So that's what I ended up doing. And I graduated um, in 2014. And from there, I kind of just started my career. Um, I've worked, you know, at the Estee Lauder counter. I've worked for, um, wax centers. I've worked in a med spa. Um, and I was primarily doing makeup. Um, but eventually I started realizing that I was applying makeup on people whose skin wasn't as, good as it should be and I would be recommending products from these different places um and eventually I just said you know what I need to start learning how to do skincare and from there Yellow Moon was born and she's been rolling and it'll be four years in March that I've been 100% an entrepreneur and um yeah that's that's pretty much it just been as Cardi B would say, thugging and bugging. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you like when you opened your business? Did you just go full time? Did you have any other like, um, like a part time job while you were doing your business, or was it just you just went all in? So, I actually was. Um, believe it or not, I was actually the school that I attended. Um, I was actually working the front desk there, so I was the front desk coordinator. 
um, and I would work Yellow Moon in the morning and then I would go and work in the evening. And the students would always be like, Miss Heather, you gonna leave us after a while. You gonna leave us after a while. And I was like, I'm not gonna leave y'all. And I started my business full-time in March of 2018 and literally in May of 2018, I sent over my letter of resignation and I was full-time into Yellow Moon and it was the best decision I ever made. Wow. So you, you jumped, you like yeah. leaped into it. That's yeah. Great. That's really great. Yeah. It is. Wow. That's exciting. So what made you want to, so you specialize specifically in corrective skincare, is that right? And yeah. Like, okay. So what made you want to go that route? I think what it was, was having clients that were coming in who really had concerns and me not being knowledgeable. Like I could give a good facial. I can rub your shoulders and rub your neck and rub your face all day long. But when it started talking about ingredient knowledge and changing the skin, I never really said to myself, oh, this is something that I want to do. And I started following, you know, like other estheticians and I started looking at the transformations that they were making. Um, one person in particular, uh, Tracy Hudson, um, skincare. Mm-hmm. he would have these amazing transformations and Laura Pickard skin, she would have these amazing transformations and I would just follow them and I would, you know, look at some of the brands that they were using. And then I spoke to some estheticians in the area and they said, Hey, try out this brand and try out this brand. And I kind of just said to myself, you know what? I said, Lord, if this is what you would have me to do, this is what I'm going to do. And I got my first corrective client, which everybody knows as Butterskin, which is Elijah. And I made a commitment that I was going to help him with his skin. And we did like 13 treatments once a month. And literally his skin has made a complete 180. He still maintains his acne. He still gets his products. And it kind of just blossomed from there, just making that commitment to that one client and proving to myself that I could do it. And then from there, I kind of just was like, oh, I can do this all the time, you know? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's, that's really, really cool. <clears throat> when I first graduated aesthetics, I wanted to go into, like, the medical side of things, but I felt like I had no knowledge. Like, they don't teach you really much about skin color Mm-mm. at all. At all. <laughs> in no. school. They don't teach you treatments. Like, they don't, they just don't. They say that we can't use acids, which is not true. So I felt very intimidated. <clears throat> I felt like I didn't know anything. So I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm just not even going to like tackle that. And then mm-hmm. later on, like after graduating and just learning on my own, basically, I was like, oh, there's so much that we could actually do <laughs> with our skin. Our skin is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm telling you, um, <clears throat> I didn't appeal. 2018, 20, I didn't start doing chemicals until fall of 2019 because I was just so scared mm-hmm. to put a chemical on a person of color's face because mm-hmm. I was 
this is this is it. If I mess up, that's my business. And I really had to understand ingredients. I really had to build myself up. And I think that a lot of it comes from being a cosmetologist. There's this sort of ideology that we don't know anything about skin because most of our, the bulk of our hours is spent on hair. So when I clocked out, I clocked out at 1500 hours. I think most estheticians are somewhere between 600 and a thousand. I think ours is 400 up here. (laughs) 400. Mm -hmm. Mine's is is 750. Florida is like 200. Yeah. 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 So it's, 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 it varies. And here in South Carolina is 600. And I remember working for a very popular waxing company and having a manager, um, even though I was really good and I was really proficient, I had a manager who was also a woman of color tell me that she was not going to give me the position of the wax trainer. Not because I wasn't good, not because I didn't have the personality and the and the leadership abilities to do it, but because, and I quote, you're a cosmetologist and cosmetologists know nothing about skin. That's why I'm not hiring any more cosmetologists after you leave. Wow. And I remember that literally lit a fire in me and I was like I'm going to be so proficient in skin that you're just going to assume that I'm an esthetician you would never even question the fact that I'm a cosmetologist until I do this blowout set because I can still (laughs) (laughs) but but I'm telling you it's that was really the a pivotal point in my career where I was like I have to be good at it so all of the knowledge that I got, I literally got it from taking classes, reading and learning. Like I'm literally looking to my to my left right now and I have an entire library of milady books and skincare books. And I every once in a while I just pick a book up and I read it to just get information. Wow. wow. I love that. I would never would have thought you were a cosmetologist. So I you would good. not have either. You good girl. <laughs> I mean, your your handle is Yellow Moon Esthetician, mm-hmm. so I would have not. Yeah. Wow. I earned that title. Yes, ma'am. Yes, you yeah. did. I and earned you, it. And you showed that lady. Okay. <laughs> going somewhere. Right. <laughs> okay, so shifting gears a little bit. Okay. Um, we want to really focus on prioritizing self-care and mental health and really talking about it within our industry. So we are givers. We prioritize everyone else. We take people on and we allow them to talk to us and we kind of are like therapists in a way. And we create this space of um, relaxation. relaxation, yes, and just pampering all around. And we put everyone else first, but sometimes we really neglect ourselves. A lot of the times we neglect ourselves 
So <clears throat> what is the way that you have, have you, number one, have you, have you noticed that? And number mm-hmm. two, what is a way that you have learned to make sure that you are okay to show up for your clients? So I definitely noticed it. And it was definitely something that I struggled with probably from about fall of 2018 all the way up until about 2020. Um, And what what I tried to do was I tried to normalize it. I tried to normalize not being okay and verbalizing it. So for people who followed me long enough, I would have moments where I would say, hey, I'm, I'm having an episode or, you know, hey, I'm not in a good headspace right now. So I'm going to take a couple of days off. Um, I remember specifically going into work one day, completely overwhelmed. And my client comes in and she looks at me and she says, are you okay? The next thing you know, I'm like, I start, start sweating. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And I'm like literally streaming tears. Tell my, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And she's like, you're not good. She's like, and you need to go home. She's like, and you need to take a nap. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And she said, I'm going to leave. And I want you to go home and I want you to take a nap. And I was telling her like, oh no, I got like all of these clients. She said, you need to reach them, reach out to them and say that you aren't in a good space mentally and that you do not want to exude that type of energy in a place where someone is trying to relax. You have to be a safe place within yourself to be a safe place for others. Mm-hmm. If you can't do that in that moment, you need to vocalize that. And I remember reaching out to the clients and, you know, telling them exactly what she told me to say. And me thinking that they're going to be upset, they're going to be mad. They literally said, okay, let me know when you're ready to come back. And I went home and I took a nap and I woke up. And that's when I said, I've got to take better care of myself. I have to take better care of myself. I take care of everybody else. And I'm completely burned out. My marriage is suffering. My mental health is suffering because I'm so focused on my business that I'm not putting any effort into being a wife. Because sometimes being an entrepreneur, and I think this is the things that people don't talk about, is the fact that especially when you're married or you're in a committed relationship just in general, sometimes we're taking care of all of these people. And sometimes we'll put our families on the back burner. And we'll say, well, you know what? I got to do this because, you know, I got to figure out how, I got to figure out a way to make this money by tomorrow, you know? And we're doing all of these things. And I have to constantly remind myself that before I am the yellow moon esthetician, I am Heather. And Heather is a wife and she's a daughter, and she's a sister. That trumps being the yellow moon esthetician. Even though I don't always act accordingly, 
I have to remind myself that, that before anything else, I'm Heather and Heather is a wife who has a husband and Heather is a sister and Heather is a daughter. So I have to prioritize those relationships. And I think a lot of times it's time management and prioritization, just prioritizing what is really important to you. So yeah, that was a long, that was a long answer, but you know. That was a great answer though. Great. It was so good. Like when, once you just told me that I like wanted to cry. No, seriously. Like I'm pregnant already. So I cry all the time, (laughs) but this hit a nerve in me recently because so when I first found out I was pregnant, which was back in September, Mm -hmm. October hit and it was like my worst month ever. Like so terrible. I was sick all the time like still trying to show up for clients but literally throwing up like passing out like Mm. doing all this stuff and trying to like show up for people when I'm not like not okay and so there was one day I had when I passed out like I or I fainted and um I was like in the middle of a client like I said okay give me just a second like she kind of knew I was sick and stuff Mm-hmm. went to the bathroom right when I went to the bathroom I like fell on the floor I threw up and I was like oh my gosh what the heck am I doing with my life right now mm-hmm. so I got myself together I went back and I finished her service <clears throat> and then I had another client who was supposed to come in right after that right when she came in well in that transition I started to like panic and like cry and so oh. right when she came in I was basically like okay let me put a pause and I have to cancel her appointment because I am not okay. Like if I do this, I'm going to be crying and it's not going to be good. Yeah. So I, so I told her and I looked like, right when I looked at her, I was like, I started like crying and everything. And the first thing that she did, she gave me a hug. She was like, Oh my goodness. Like what's wrong? Like, are you okay? And I was just like, no, I'm not okay. Oh my gosh. And I had never done that before. Like in front of anybody, like, especially a client, I'm just like, Oh my, I felt like embarrassed. I felt like, Oh my gosh, like, what am I doing? And, um, turned out she was like she worked in the medical field with like moms and so she was like she understood it completely and so she gave me um some reassurance she was like go home drink water lay down take a nap and like just rest yeah so, sometimes like it takes someone else to tell you what you need to tell yourself and like yeah. turn the mirror around because we we just go and we go and we go and we go and we get to where it's we get to the point where it's a breaking point and it's sad because we shouldn't have to get to that point yeah I love those clients though that like know you so well that they come in and they can just see like "Mm -mm, what's wrong let's talk yeah Yeah. Um, you look forward to seeing those clients yes you'll bend over backwards for those clients over backwards so you you might wave a free for those types of that, that yeah. part <laughs> and being from a small town is something else that I love because a lot of my clients Orangeburg is about 45 minutes from Columbia and I can honestly say that about 40 percent 
of our clientele are either currently living in Orangeburg, have lived in Orangeburg, um, or commute back and forth. So my, my hometown is a big part of that. And I'm talking, I have clients who have known me since I was five years old. Clients who've known me since I was in high school. And they know my personality and they know how I am. And, you know, sometimes they'll, 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 and because I verbalized it on social media and I talked about it and I tried to normalize it, you know, I have clients who will reach out and say, hey, you know, I just wanted to check on you and see how you're doing. And majority of those clients are my clients who I either went to school with or I grew up with. And they're like, hey, I just wanted to check in and see if you're okay. And I'm like, yeah, girl, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm, I'm about to do, you know, this, that, and the third. And they really make, make it a point to ensure that I'm okay. Um, just a little sidebar, this book, has helped me out a lot. I haven't finished it, but um, it's by Sheila Walsh and it's called It's Okay Not to Be Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's a faith-based book, but when I tell you listening to it on audio on the way home really sets the tone to be like, you know what? Sometimes things fail. Sometimes you lose friends, you have, you lose jobs, but it's okay to not be okay. Um, And I would recommend this book to to literally anybody. It's one of my favorite books in my library of a thousand books. Um, But mental health and self-care, I think sometimes we, we have a picture of what it looks like. You think self-care and you think a bubble bath with the little wood tray across the um across the tub <laughs> and that beautiful nice glass of Stella Rosa. And if you're really fancy, it's Stella Rosa black. <laughs> and you're watching a YouTube video or you're listening to some music and you're lotioning up with these nice butters and oils and and you're sitting and you're writing in this, this guided meditation journal and doing things like that. When sometimes the reality is that self-care can be sitting in a room by yourself in complete silence. That part. Mm-hmm. Self-care can be getting a bowl of ice cream. Self-care can also just be crying, just bawling. Mm-hmm. Then you wipe your tears and then you just say, you know what? Oh, I needed that. I'm good now. Because mm-hmm. one thing about me, hell going to cry. I'm going to cry. I am a water bag. Trying not to cry now. <laughs> but, I, um, but self-care looks different for different people because one, not everybody can afford the luxury of taking a bath, especially like new moms or just moms in general. I know it's hard for y'all to take a bath. I, I, I've seen it firsthand because those kids are like right up under you. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes your husband right up under you. Um, and then what do you do when 
for instance, you have somebody who wants to practice self-care, but financially they're not able to. So do I not practice self-care because I don't have the, the funds to do so? No. I think what we <clears throat> I think what we have to do is normalize free self-care because that's what it is. It's free. Mm-hmm. We add things to it to make ourselves feel good. I just saw a meme that said, I have a spending problem because when I'm happy, I spend money because I feel like I deserve it. Mm-hmm. And I feel I spend money because I feel like I deserve it. Sometimes you have to budget, pace yourself, and sometimes you just have to say, you know what? I'm going to sit and do a crossword puzzle, or I'm going to sit and do Sudoku, or I'm going to sit and do a word search. That's my self-care. Before I go to bed or when I wake up in the morning sometimes, I'll do Sudoku. It keeps me out of my phone because I'm borderline addicted to my phone. Um, and Or I'll do like a word search or something and it's just very relaxing because it doesn't require an exchange. And I think that's the other thing too, especially as service providers, we give a service in exchange for compensation. And this vast, this influx of ideology that everybody needs to be an entrepreneur. You have to free yourself from constantly working and doing this, that, and the third. But what people don't realize is that as an entrepreneur, you're literally working every single day, every single hour, every single minute. Mm-hmm. Have time to decompress. So mental health is going to be super important because you need to be able to break away from it. And that means doing things that don't require compensation reading a book doesn't require anything of you other than your time eating ice cream doesn't require anything but your time sitting in silence doesn't require anything but your time sometimes we have to normalize not making money every day and implementing self-care even when time doesn't always permit it 15 minutes every single day will change your life because i do that's that's so good that's really good people and you're right people think about oh my gosh i can't afford to take care of myself but there are so many ways so many things that you could do that does not require money it just mm-hmm. requires your time. Kennedy, what's some things that you do or that you try to do that you want to do? <laughs> what I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, you do, that doesn't require you to spend money. Okay. So for my self-care without spending money, I take long showers and I blast the music. Oh, Yes. That's that's honestly how my boyfriend knows. Like, don't talk to me for a while, because <laughs> I need I need I need a little while <laughs> just to get it together. Um, and then I just watch my reality shows, and that's really it. Most uh, 
that's yeah that's really it for my free self-care mm. yeah that's a, that's a good one yeah them long showers i love long it's something showers. different yes Yes, and, and we Ooh, know we're not supposed to. We know we're not supposed to. <laughs> Be quiet, so I'm here watching. Don't do this. Right, don't do what we what we do. Don't listen. Oh, One thing that I do is, like, so I'm an introvert, and I get my energy just from being alone by myself. Mm. I silence everything. And what that looks like sometimes, Zach, go down and I sit in my car. Oh, sit in the car and just be quiet. Either listen to some music or just mm. don't listen to anything and just sit there for however long I want to sit. Mm. That's good. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it looks like, it looks that way. Yeah. And I told my husband, I was like, you know, in order, I feel like in order for me to get some self care, I have to leave the house. I have to like. Oh yeah remove myself from the yeah. situation <laughs> yeah for sure even car rides car rides are very nice too mm-hmm. take a drive mm-hmm. go get some ice cream if yeah. you you know yeah. you can go get some ice cream and just do nothing starbucks for me starbucks mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep do you do any paid self-care yes yeah, so i was telling you this earlier um I was going through so much just being stressed, pregnant, and still having to show up as a mom already, still showing up as a a wife, and just doing household things and just life. One thing, I got to like a breaking point. I was like, I need like time away. So what I did, I said, I went online and I booked two nights at a hotel without telling anybody I was like y'all need to know y'all know when I'm going so I booked two nights at a hotel and I said I'm gone for two days y'all figure it out y'all just gonna have to be okay so I left and it was wonderful I went and got a massage that day as well I ordered food I, I did absolutely nothing and was I was it, was it what was it delivered actually I went out and got it okay I was okay with that because I wasn't on any time hacks like I wasn't trying to get someone food and then go home like I was cool I was on my time so I just went out and got it and I brought it back I, I got like a lot of food though so I wouldn't have to be going back and forth so yeah I did that yeah, and good. it was it was the best, the best thing ever. I need to try that. Girl, yeah. do it. A staycation is where is it? By yourself. That's yes. a good one. When you told me that the other day, I was like, hmm, that yeah, does that's- sound so good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, trying to think. Pay self-care. Believe it or not, and some people may not consider this self-care, but I do. But it's also just good, you know, to be active and stuff. But um, Orange Theory is my safe place. Orange Theory, I love going to Orange Theory and working out and just giving it, you know, like Mariah Carey said, I'm going to do the best with what I got. And that's, 
go in Orange Theory. And, you know, Orange Theory is pretty pricey, but I enjoy that. And um, I take trips to, it's a Christian bookstore here, and it's called Mardell's. And sometimes me and my husband will go to Mardell's and get, like, Starbucks. And we'll just, like, browse and find books to read. Um, so that's that's probably some self-care that I do um, that I pay for. Because since I have Kier working with me, I don't have to really pay for a facial. I just have <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. nice. Well, my paid self-care involves Target. <laughs> Ooh, Target. I love Target. And they but got that, that $3 section when you walk in. Oh. See, ours is five. I don't get why yours is three. I don't three? Know. I guess maybe it's Texas. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I think it, if, it varies. Sometimes it could be five. But I've seen three. Yeah, like three. Yeah. yeah. I think it starts at three. I mean, yeah. Okay. Everything I picked <laughs> up isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Target has an energy because, like, as soon as you said Target, I was like, "Oh, I could go to Target today." Right. Mm-hmm. It's Saturday. Why not? Mm-hmm. That's the perfect day to go. I feel the way about um, Home Goods too. I mm. wish we had a Home Goods. Oh man. We only got TJ Maxx here. Do y'all have a Do y'all have a Marshalls? Yeah. No. Oh. Oh God. I know. <laughs> Well, well, okay. I guess I shouldn't say no. There's a home goods like 45 minutes away, and I don't know where the closest Marshall is. So oh. it's we have them. It's just not in my like. Not in your area. I got yeah. you. Yeah, you got to travel to get to. Yeah, it. and that's so annoying. <laughs> I, I I feel that I don't want to travel outside of where I'm at either. I'm in a small town anyway, so I'm like we we got we got some some a few key things, and I'm happy right right yeah so i'm of south carolina so we pretty much have just about everything but sometimes we just go to charlotte um and we'll like do like a day in charlotte sometimes that's fun too like going to concord where they have like outlets and stuff usually i'll pick up like a purse or two three three a purse or three Well, you have to, you know, you got to pour into yourself. This is mm-hmm. things that make you happy and that's okay. Exactly. So what is self, in your own words, what does self-care mean to you? In the words of Heather C. Mitchell, <laughs> self-care is learning to disconnect from things that you are constantly connected to, whatever that may look like. Um, For me, it's my phone. Sometimes I really need to disconnect from my phone. It's hard, but I have to. Um, Even sometimes disconnecting from people, um, disconnecting from clients and things like that. But yeah, self-care is just disconnecting from things that you are constantly connected to that's good that's really good what about you Kennedy what does it mean for you relaxation Mm. in one word and not having a care in the world about what's going on at the time yeah Yeah. 
that's good man for me it means intentionally carving out space and time to do something that has nothing to do with anybody else mm. do something that only has to do with you for mm-hmm. instance for instance going to target i go to target for me but then i see something i want to get for my daughter or for my husband and, and, I, and so I, hard it's so hard <laughs> but i have to tell myself i say no this is me time and it's okay to be selfish in this moment it's okay to think about me right now they'll be okay so separating yourself from everybody else just like you were saying separating it do you guys think that you can overcompensate self-care like do you feel like there's no limit to how much self-care you can do or should there be a limit um to the amount of self-care that you're doing and I say that because just speaking from experience sometimes we can constantly do things for ourselves that we start to neglect others Mm -hmm. And at that point, does self-care then become toxic in a way? That's a, that's a really good question. I don't think that there is necessarily a limit because everyone knows themselves better. Yeah. Um, but if it gets to the point where you start neglecting your family or it's, it's a financial burden, like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I, have to get, I have to get this because it's self-care, but like, you broke you can't really afford it mm-hmm. is is that really self-care mm. could, could we do something else to help fill that void until you can afford it type of thing right. Right. i think if it becomes a financial burden then there has to be limits and boundaries in place for that like it can't become it can't get to a point where you, you choose you, to you get just, your nails done versus putting food on the table. Exactly. It shouldn't be like it, that. Exactly. And that's where the free comes in. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. where the free self-care comes in. Go back. Because mm-hmm. I think it's important to talk about that as well. Like, I try to do, when I talk about topics, I try to do full spectrum. And I think that there are times where, you know, I think some people overdo it. Like you said, like financially, like, I want to get this. I want to get this perfume. I also got bills that need to be paid. I really want to get this perfume. Just you know, maybe add a couple of clients to to a day that I'm not working, so that I can compensate for getting this perfume. Only to overwork myself mm-hmm. and get the perfume and still pay the bill. But now I'm tired because I was working on a day that I don't normally work to buy a perfume mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying mm-hmm. um that's why I asked that question because I think that I'm glad that you answered it because I think that that's something else that you know we have to talk about as well mm-hmm. um that was a great question now mm-hmm. yes boundaries within that mm-hmm. if it and if, if it's something that you really want and that you feel like you need just put it into the budget and like put back more so when you're working your business or when you're just working in general, intentionally say, okay, this, I'm going to take back a little bit more from this paycheck 
every single time so that by this point I can get what I want. Mm-hmm. Budget. And see that and budget, see, that's a whole nother topic right there. Budget. Budget. Budgeting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't Heather, don't you have like a separate Instagram about budgeting? Yeah, I do have an Instagram page. It's called the budgeting petition where I talk about um my biggest thing is that I am paying off um a debt that I owe. And it's over, it's over, uh, I think fourteen thousand dollars because I didn't pay pay it down some, but I literally have a fourteen thousand dollar debt that I'm paying on and I'm budgeting, um, so that I can pay it off as quickly as I can. So yeah, so I have a page dedicated to talking about money management and you know things like that. Plus I have, of course, my little library of books, a whole bunch of books on finance. That's great. Whenever you are ready to tackle that, we'll have to bring you back on and chat about how that's going for you. Yeah. And just about budgeting in general, because we need to hear it. I need to hear it. I need (laughs) capital letters to Mm -hmm. hear it. (laughs) Exactly. I'm telling you, you make that money, you be like, oh, this man. <laughs> Target, I'm on my way. I'll see you after work. It was a good week. <laughs> that, that, that's it, too. We'll be like, oh, it was such a good week. I deserve. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, I'm at the. Let me put on here, I got openings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guilty. I've done it. But for real. <laughs> see, now when I see that, I'm going to be like, ooh, she overspent somewhere. <laughs> she, she need a client. <laughs> I need my you, four Brazilians real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say hour later. You know, I ain't got to worry too, too much about, you know, that. But I'm telling you, you know, that's why I say like normalizing this kind of stuff. Just normalizing the fact that we as entrepreneurs aren't always good with money and we're not always care of ourselves primarily exactly which is why we having this conversation now Mm -hmm. what is um something you could say to someone listening who may be struggling with like self-care and putting themselves first what is something that you can say to them to kind of encourage them in that don't make me cry, Heather. <laughs> we didn't already started almost crying beginning. <laughs> I'm gonna try not to. If I, for anyone who is listening and you are struggling with taking care of yourself, prioritizing yourself, and you are feeling overwhelmed, first and foremost, there is a well, there is a God that is bigger than you. That's the first thing. Um, who loves you, who cares about you, and who wants you to know that he can give you perfect peace. Um, and it's a peace that passes all understanding. In addition to that, you are no good if you are not here. Don't overwhelm yourself or people who would not do the same for you. Everybody at the end of the day is responsible for themselves and you have to be responsible for yourself. 
even if self-care starts off with drinking a glass of water in the morning and reading a quote out of a book or a scripture out of the Bible or listening to a podcast, start there and build your way up until you get to a point where self-care is ingrained and is literally a part of your everyday lifestyle. Self-care is a lifestyle and you have to make that lifestyle commitment to ensuring that you show up every day, even when you don't feel like it. One of the biggest takeaways is that as somebody who has ADHD and dyslexia and borderline anxiety, I can overwhelm myself in the blink of an eye. And that's not healthy. But what I've learned is that there are things that make me happy that don't cost me anything. Some things may cost me something, but for the most part, the things that make me the happiest don't cost anything. And I do those things and I relax my mind and I practice self-care. And if I can do it, you can do it. And I would encourage whoever's listening to start small and build up. Anything you want to add? Ken? <laughs> um, no, not really. I'm just really happy that we got to do this and have Heather on. Yes. And yes. I'm sure she touched somebody. Oh, yeah. She touched me, if anybody. I, no, her, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so well, we thank really you. appreciate you. Yes, no. we absolutely do. Instagram, you can follow me at the yellow moon esthetician and it's esthetician spelled with an e but as soon as you type in the yellow moon you will find me because there's only one yellow moon (laughs) (laughs) yes all right y'all well thank y'all again for tuning into this episode and we will catch y'all in the next one thank you for listening to this episode of the waxing table podcast to keep up with us, follow us on Instagram at sugarmewaxstudio underscore and at the waxing esthetician. See you in the next episode. <laughs>